All right, welcome in everybody to episode 14 of the Brews, Buds, and Dubs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your commissioner, Victor Corcus, a.k.a. Doing Lines on Waller Street. And with me as always, Alex Roberts, a.k.a. The Harvest and Method. How are we, Alex? For the first time in a long time, I haven't answered this question. I'm not good. I'm upset, disappointed. My team, I, uh, yeah, this past week sucked. I was physically angry my i i like stomped off to my room after they lost the game like a <laughs> child who just lost in a video game um i'm not good i'm tense uh i don't know how else to describe it but i'm not how good. much of the game did you watch second half so i was i would so know i was gonna, you were I there I was to see stressed. the uh the the pi on mike the, evans just the cornerback should be cut because he's so horrible he had to tackle mike evans on the one yard line i didn't even <laughs> need the touchdown just to catch the 30 yard gain yes i was so angry and then godwin had the touchdown they got called back and i was like maybe i got a chance and uh no and just so many different things we can talk about them as i'll complain throughout the episode we don't have to talk about yeah. it all now but i'm not happy well week. i know thanksgiving has passed but i am very thankful for that that cornerback that that decided to throw that pi on Mike Evans because that saved me as well. You losing this week, unfortunately, you had to lose this week for me to uh, give myself a little bit of life into making the playoffs. So you can look at it that way. I mean, you you help me at least. You know, glad I can help somebody. But I hope that guy <laughs> doesn't have a job tomorrow. <laughs> um. All right, guys, we're gonna have a uh, uh, full episode here. We're gonna bring on our guest speaker as well. And obviously run through some of our normal segments, talking about the highest scoring team, highest scoring defense, uh, I'm sorry, highest scoring player uh, this past week that wasn't a quarterback. And uh, we're going to also introduce a a segment that kind of riffs off of last week's segment, which we did the best picks this week. We're going to be the worst picks um, of the of the draft. So we're going to go through all of that uh, from each round. but let's go ahead and start off like we always do with the highest scoring team and the highest scoring position player of the week. Yeah, so highest scoring team this week was CMC. These nuts, Mitch, once again, I'm getting sick and tired of saying this name. He has ha- had to have made his money back yet at this point, right? So I looked at it. Mitchell is $10 away from <laughs> making his buy-in money back. Good for him, man. Good for him. I wish we could have spread it out a little more, you know, for everybody, you know, get a little like quarter for everybody, but I guess just keep it all for yourself. Uh, that, that's <laughs> fine too, but big time week from him. I mean, he just had AJ Brown being an absolute man and leading his mm-hmm. team this week, uh, yep. as well as just his normal suspects, CMC, Josh Jacobs and got 12. <laughs> and he, I think he had, I think Taysom Hill was tight end one this week. I could be yeah. wrong, but he was very, very close. Only 12 points, but to get that on Taysom Hill is pretty nice to throw in your lineup there. Yeah, for sure. And this win and this outing that he had this week, um, I'm 99% positive that he has locked up the number one seed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So congratulations to you, Mitch, um, on getting that one seed and getting the first round by uh, one of two people that will get a first round by and Mitch being a solidified one. Yeah, big time week to put a cap on it. Um, Mm -hmm. So way to get it and way to go take it. You didn't you didn't just fall into number one pick. You've number one seed. You've definitely earned it. So as much as I hate to say it, Mitch, for the second year in a row, good job. I still call it beginner's luck, uh, but uh, good job. Um, <laughs> the highest scoring uh, non-quarterback position play- player this week was the payout for the individual, uh, and that is Devontae Adams, Nick Torres, who also um, put a dagger into me. Uh, Devontae Adams is good at football. 
And when they decide to throw him the ball, he is awesome. Um, yes. Sometimes Derek Carr just forgets about him, and w- like which he did for about a quarter and a half, and I was feeling real good. And then they decided to start throwing the ball, and uh, he puts up 175 yards, two touchdowns on eight catches for 34 points, which is just a big-time week. It's a huge week. And uh, what, what's crazy is the, a close second was a defense uh, yeah. in Cleveland. Yep. And um, there was a last-minute touchdown in that game that took three points away from Cleveland's defense. Really? But uh, he's, the defense still wouldn't have won. Devontae Adams would have won by 0.7. But, yeah, just a tremendous outing by Devontae Adams this week. Good work, Nick. Great pick for you all season long. So congratulations, Nick. You win ten dollars this week. Mitch, you win another twenty dollars this from this past week as well. Yeah, recapping the scores this past week, it was a very crucial week. We talked about it last last time. We'll talk about that more as we get to the playoff picture here in a little bit. Um, but recapping the scores, uh, Delvin Cook bought me this gun. Nick beats me, uh, one twenty to one eighteen. Uh, doing lines on Waller Street continues the win streak. Wins one eighteen against Nate, uh, one eighteen to ninety seven. Allen uh, pulls out a win, 131 versus Prayer Staters in the pre-toilet bowl, possibly. Uh, CMCD <laughs> is nuts. Uh, comes out on top, obviously, against Weber, 162 to 131, a valiant effort by Weber, which we'll talk with him. We'll talk to him about uh, later on. And then uh, Marcus Magnificent Team pulls out the second nail biter of the week, the real, real nail biter. Uh, he comes out 119.5 to Garrett's 119. That's one that I just chalked up. I was like, oh, Garrett won. One hundred percent. I didn't even realize. I didn't even I realize no that Garrett had Tampa's D still. Because yep. his projection was almost exactly the same as what his score was. So yep. I didn't even second think it. Uh, second think. Yeah, have a second thought about it. And then I saw the messages after the game happened. I was like, "What are they talking about? There's no way Marky won." Yeah. And then that was a. That's definitely a a bad beat, Garrett. I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you that. That's a very very bad beat, especially yep. for somebody who was. Uh, in a, in the potential playoff race, if you won this week, so yep. it was uh, a tough week for him. But at the end of the day, uh, Marky does scratch out the win and essentially knock Garrett out of playoff contention. Yeah, Marky just can't can't keep getting away with it. He has the least amount least amount of points scored against him by like fifty points. Um, it is uh quite crazy. But hey, you can only play your schedule, and Marky has played his schedule, and he's sitting in the uh in the second spot right now, possibly as a, a playoff week one by. Yep. Yep. You can, con- you, you can control what you can control. Right. And uh, so Mark, he's been doing all year, just controlling what he can control. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, Crack could have uh, controlled what he needed to control. If he had Marky's schedule, he'd be up in the playoffs as well. <laughs> it's all tough. Right. It's tough. Hey, it's all right. That's football. Yeah. All right. Uh, ballers and bums, uh, quarterbacks this week. Jalen Hurts, quarterback. Uh, I think he, I think he officially moved up to quarterback one in the year, possibly. I haven't checked exactly, but I think he's getting closer and closer to that. Um, Joe Burrow and uh, Geno Smith. But I don't believe Geno Smith was started in our league. Um, no, Justin Fields was started over him, uh, yeah. but he's on a roster, so I figured I'm including him in there. Uh, Bums yeah. this week. Lamar Jackson um, got hurt. He didn't really say much, but um, it definitely hurt Weber's chances this week. Uh, only losing by 30 points when Lamar puts up one. Kirk Cousins on the number one scoring team this week put up 11 points, which is a subpar performance for a quarterback. I'd like to put an honorable mention on there uh, because my quarterback, Tua, threw a 75-yard touchdown on the first play, and I thought, oh, baby, mm-hmm. here we go. And then he f- couldn't get any garbage time. 
got the ball back, fumbled, lost me two points. Um, not a bum because he put up 15 points, but uh, I'm, just it, mad at, I'm just mad at him. That's all. It's tough. I mean, that San Francisco defense is no joke. Uh, yeah. He put up almost the same exact points as he did the week before when he only played like three quarters. Not even. So yeah. it's not the week that you wanted out of him, especially this week when you uh, when Nick basically just stole that. I just wanted a few a, a few garbage a few garbage time yards. That's all I mm-hmm. need. One throw to Jalen Waddle for ten yards. That's all I needed. And when the game was already over, but uh, no, he instead fumbled and lost more points. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you we salty the whole episode, and I am. Uh, but continue on. Let's take it. Let's take it to some more positive lights here. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to the ballers of the wide receiver group. Uh, Let's go ahead and just get this one out of the way. Devontae Adams comes yep, in, yep. Uh, crushes uh, crushes Robert's dreams. Uh, Amon Ra has just been on a complete tear these past few weeks. Um, love to see that, just being a Lions fan, obviously. A.J. Brown, a, a man amongst boys out there, especially against his old team. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he had, a, he had a nice long touchdown as well, which is, I think, made up most of his points um this past week uh Tyler Lockett another good week from him it was nice to see and Christian Watson just a bright spot uh, for you really I'm not sure if you started him this week or not yeah I did I did he did 23 points I mean this guy is a touchdown machine right now mm-hmm. he's absolutely killing it so it's a good pickup by you um hopefully you know it seems unstable could use. <laughs> it, it, it's like um so beginning of the year <clears throat> Clyde Edwards Alaire was really overproducing yeah. for what he was and that's what it kind of feels like it's at maybe we'll see a little bit of a regression or a correction out of Christian Watson but until that happens dude keep reaping the benefits of it because mm-hmm. he's been an absolute TD monster and killing it for a, for you going into the bum section uh, Jalen Waddle uh, was not on the other end of one of those long touchdowns from Tua. Unfortunately, uh, he only put up, I think, like a point, maybe two points this week, which is definitely not something that that you wanted from him. Uh, Adam Thielen, you know, it's it's Adam Thielen. You can't really expect too much from him, but you expected more than what he put up this week. George Pickens, who um, he also has been on a little bit of a hot streak. Not been, really. Yeah, he's been promising. Yeah, for sure. Not like 20 points or anything like that, but 12, 14, 15 points this week comes out there, puts up a stinker. And then Michael Pittman, uh, unfortunately, as well, has a stinker in what was just a terrible second half for <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts. I couldn't believe the final score of that game. I think I, I turned it off when they were they fumbled or something. And they were down by like 10 and I was like, all right, it's over now. And then I saw the final score. <laughs> I was like, oh my I, gosh, what happened? I, I couldn't believe. I just kept hearing interception, fumble, interception, yep. interception, interception. And it was just like, what the heck? <laughs> like, it was out of nowhere, too. Like, it was crazy. It was a great second half adjustment by the Dallas Cowboys, though. Yeah, for sure. Our right, running back ballers this week, uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Uh, Tony Pollard has another huge week. He's also going to eat this week as well, I think. Um, we'll see, but that's just a huge guy for you that's been he's been a huge guy for you in your resurgence here the past couple of weeks and then the one who shall not be named josh jacobs uh just <laughs> another top three running back performance so it's so a great job uh by josh jacobs again this week you can count on that weekend week out uh never a doubt uh bums this week cordell patterson uh had zero points through like the third quarter and then he, he did end up getting six points but uh a slow week from him jeff wilson jr uh Yeesh. under a point right 
point seven, point three, something uh, like that. Point three, something along yeah. those lines. They didn't run the ball in that yeah. game. I don't know if you watched it or not, but I think they had a total of like seven attempts actually yeah. rushing the ball. Yeah, very a weird game. Weird game. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker the third uh, also went out with an injury late on. That's something to worry about moving forward. It's a weird injury. Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb. Uh, some big time names there at the end that didn't didn't necessarily show up uh, show up for teams this week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to top it all off, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the tight ends. I, it just wasn't really that great of a week for tight ends. Like we said, we had Taysom Hill who had that Monday night uh, game for Mitch. He got a long touchdown. He almost had another long catch that would have added almost three, four points to his total, but he uh, dropped it when he got cracked on that hit at the end of the game. And then that's really the only baller that I can that I can think of in the tight yep. end position. Bums, there's a ton of them, but Tyler Higby, uh, George Kittle, uh, Kelsey for what you know what you'd expect out of Kelsey. I think Dalton Schultz didn't put much up either for me. Yeah, he put up like four points. So it's a tough week all around when it comes to the tight end position. Yeah, absolutely. It was a competitive week, though. It's all you can ask for. A lot of guys performed, underperformed, but it made for a really, really fun week. I hope, as much as I hope, I don't have to stress this week and I just win in a blowout and everything's good. I hope the seven stuff comes down to the wire here because it was interesting uh, watching all these games when every single play meant something. Man, the end of that game last night was just I, – I was – freaking out i'm not gonna lie to you because at the end of the day i know that mike evans is his red zone target and he had three four chances to throw yeah i throw to mike evans if he needed to i don't want to talk about my own team too much today because i'm going to anyways but i don't think he is a red zone target i think he's a long a big play target because i don't think he looked at him once down like the five yard line i was like throw (laughs) one jump ball you're you got five seconds throw just give me a chance. All I want is a little chance. Never got a that, chance. That game, he really didn't look at him too much. He didn't look at him until he didn't get a target till the second half. If I'm not I was I was told he missed a he was wide open in the first half for a huge gain and Brady missed him. I yes. was I made the executive decision as I knew how stressed mm-hmm. that I was going to be. My friend wanted to go see a movie. Seven thirty. I was like, perfect. I'll see the second half of the game. Hopefully, I come out of the movie and uh, you're up. I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got out here at a point. And I was like, oh, no. And then I, and then he got me back into it, and I thought I had a chance. And then uh mentioned it earlier, just didn't pull through. Um, don't know how we got on this topic, but to get off this topic, let's kick it to Weber. Um, he, he's joining us this, this week on the podcast, talking about the season um, this past week and some stuff coming up. All right, and now we're going to go ahead and bring in our guest of honor for this episode He's the newest member to the Bruise Buds and Dubs Fantasy Football League. None other than half PPR Chubb, Matt Weber himself. Matt, how are we, brother? Boys, boys, boys. We're doing good. We've clinched the playoffs. I mean, we already knew that from the beginning. Automatic. Guaranteed. Lock it in. Automatic. Um, we're feeling good. We're feeling good. That's good. Even after this this loss that you just had to Mitch? Um. You know, that was that was going to be my my rebound win after he took it from me in uh, week four. I think it was. I think that was the week I told him to humble me. And uh, I, uh, I, I don't I, I still stand by this. I don't think he humbled me. I think what it is, I think fantasy humbled me. I think injuries humbled me. You guys so. were not you guys were not able to humble me. And we this, can get into that. This but, week, I was blown away just talking about this week's matchup. You you put up one hundred and thirty one points. You got smoked by 30 still. But Lamar had one. Derrick Henry had five. Nick Chubb had eight. And you had 131 points. It's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Someone <laughs> understands. 
And you'll see, if you look back at a few of my other losses, very similar outcomes. That's why that's why I still feel confident. That's why I don't think I can be humble. Yeah, I was I was absolutely shocked to see that. I think your second, your third highest scoring in the league this week, minus Allen beat you by like a decimal point uh, with right. those with those injuries and horrible performances. So I was definitely shocked. I guess whatever. Let's just what what are your thoughts on the season this far? Uh, how you've gotten to this point? What are your you know what are your thoughts on the season? Um, well, bringing up uh, me being you know what was it seventh or eighth highest scoring this week, and I'm still taking a loss. That's happened twice this year. So out of my five losses, three of them. I would have outscored like, you know, the majority of the teams. Mm -hmm. The other two came in a little bit of a dip in the middle of the year. And uh, that is that I would I would give to uh, to injuries. And, you know, you can't really predict that in fantasy, obviously. And that that was one of the things I've probably learned from this fantasy year. Um, Going into it, I was a little bit blind, as as you guys probably knew. Um, I played fantasy once with my my family a couple of years back and that was just for fun. So this year is like my. This is like my red redshirt freshman year, and I feel like Roberts, you helped me a little bit getting into the draft, and I felt good about the draft going into it. Told you guys I, I was a dark horse. I was kind of joking, but I knew mentally <laughs> I was I was up there. Um, I'm a competitive person, so even if I'm new to it, I, I'm going to go into it full force. So uh, I felt good with the draft, and I felt good at the start of the season, season obviously. Um, you know, we took that little lull in the middle. I lost, you know, uh three out of the four weeks in the middle of the season, and then uh, we rebounded. But I attribute that to <clears> – <throat> I had Amon Ross, St. Brown, St. Brown injured. Michael Thomas was injured. I had um, – McLaurin you know, sucked. Uh, McLaurin, McLaurin and uh, Devontae Smith scored like a five points total one week, you know, when the other two were out. Um, Connor went out. Uh, Pitts was a flop. I mean, there was, there was a lot of things working against me at that time. Uh, but once I got my players back, I mean, we bounced back quick. It was sure. easy. Looking sure. looking away from like the technical, like your players and your team and your score this year. What are your thoughts on uh, the competitiveness of this league uh, and compared to, you know, you've only played, this is your first year playing for actual money with, I think a majority of people who really do care about the league as well. So what are your, what are your takeaways? Did you enjoy it? Not enjoy it? Was there too much trade oh. talk? Not enough trade talk? Too many transactions? I- not enough transactions? What do you, what do you think? I, I I loved it. I, I personally loved it. I had a blast. Um, competitiveness. I think I would have liked to see a little more out of out of the bottom half this year. I, I'm sure they tried, but I didn't see a lot of people. I didn't see a lot of people going in trying to make trades. I mean, I think I tried mm-hmm. to trade with everyone in the league. I don't think I ended up making a trade with anyone, um, but I made efforts every time, and I felt like I was always the one reaching out. I think there was a couple times, maybe I think it was you two that actually might have reached <laughs> out to me, and I was like, wow, this is a change of pace. Um, but I tried with everybody. I, I tried pawning off some people that I'm actually thankful I have now. Um, so maybe it worked out for the best for me. Uh, so I would I would have liked to see more trades. Um, I would I would like a little more trash talk. I, I don't mind. I'm a competitive person, and trash talk part of the game. So I, I'm all in for a, a gritty, you know, fantasy football league where you know we're trading, we're talking smack. Uh, you know, it's it, we got to make it competitive. I think um, that I think that trash talk will come out these next couple of weeks because I can tell you that yeah. I was fuming this past weekend. So I wanted yeah. I I sent off one uh, right when the game ended because I was literally I was pissed. I like had to like turn it all off, go to bed, and just like I was so upset. Um, so I think it'll be it'll come, and and the longer the league goes on, uh, you'll see more of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting back to your team, <clears throat> obviously, you just took a huge blow to your starting quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. this week. So 
obviously you're going to be addressing that. I know you have Trevor Lawrence and you have Deshaun Watson on your team. Deshaun Watson yeah. didn't really give you too much hope this past <laughs> week. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I guess Trevor Lawrence isn't terrible, but he did get uh, a little banged up in that Detroit game. So yeah, um, I'm I was assuming you have all eyes on the QBs this week. This week. Yeah, I was. Um, it's funny that it happened that I just had two quarterbacks on my bench. The reason I picked up Trevor Lawrence is just so Mitch didn't have him this past week because Kyler Murray was out. So it was really just a st- strategic thing, and it kind of paid off. Um, unfortunately, Lamar's hurt. It looks like he might could be out for you know our our season. Um, which which is a big blow for me in the playoffs. I was I was happy to have him. Um, been a stud almost all year. Put up you know he's capable of forty points. We've seen it before um, with a pretty high floor. So I was happy to have Lamar. I'm sad he's gone. Um, I did I did pick up Deshaun. You know I think the week before he was able to start, and I was really hoping I was banking on him that he would be just as consistent in case something like this happened. Um, and I didn't want anyone else to have him too. And and then I just picked up Trevor Lawrence. So now I have a pick between two pretty pretty decent quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson hasn't proved himself since he's he's come back. Um, but I think I can I can look for that in the in the coming weeks and just hold on to that and hope we get through those uh, that first round of playoffs. Yeah, I was gonna say it might be a blessing in disguise to be without Lamar because we've talked about in the podcast a lot about how he's been kind of underwhelming the past you know five six weeks. But then I look yeah. at his playoff schedule and his playoff schedule is pretty unbelievable. So maybe he gets healthy yeah. and he comes yeah. back and boosts you if you're still in it at the end. Maybe the championship championship game or something like that. That'll be a fun thing to see if you do make it to the championship and Lamar. It's Lamar's first week back. It'll be a very very tough decision to make. Yeah, oh, yeah, look, looking at it, it looks like if he was to come back, they're saying about one to three weeks. So, I mean, they're probably right. going to slow, slowly bring him back, just given his whole situation uh, when it comes to contract talks, things like that. Uh, again, but that if they don't plan be... on signing him, if they don't plan on signing him, they might just say, get out there, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But it would be very cool to see that happen. I mean, it looks like I'm actually looking here. New Year's Day is um, – is the championship mm-hmm. uh, final day. So that's pretty cool. I didn't even realize that. But that would be a nice little story there if Lamar Jackson comes back right in time for the championships if you make it all the way. So that would be pretty cool for you. Um, How has it felt going this whole entire year knowing that you have two of the, the the best running backs in the league and Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb? You've just been – they've been backpacking you for a lot. <laughs> they've been yeah. backpacking you for a lot, but I'm sure you've been very grateful for them. Yeah, they, they've been my rocks all year. Um. And, and and Lamar too. I mean, I know he's taken a few weeks where he's you know whatever sixteen or eighteen points maybe, but they they've been so consistent for me. And the thing that hurt specifically this past week is all three of them you know combined put up like twelve points uh, when the three of them can easily put up sixty points on any given week. And you know if they did, I I would have won that match even with Mitch's ridiculous you know one hundred and sixty point game or whatever. So um, it, it's been really nice to have. And you know they take one one dud week that's fine as long as it's not during the playoffs i'm okay with that i'll take him over any other pairing of running backs we got in this league so I- i'm happy with my choices and that's that's why i drafted running back heavy to start off with to uh to take a look forward before we let you get out of here big time matchup this week you're you're facing off against vic this week you have the chance yep. to if he, if he gets the win he clinches the playoffs if he loses and uh some other teams win he's out um so it's going to be very very interesting to see uh to see what happens here. Any any thoughts on this week's matchup? Um, no, I I you know I gotta give it to Vic. He's he's really come from behind and he's he's pulled out a, a miraculous comeback. Uh, so I if you know if he had the chance to get in the playoffs, I think he deserves it. I I mean it's a, it's always tough going up against me, but 
Um, Vic's been popping off this week. And honestly, you know, the other couple other teams that could be getting in, I've been scared of all year. So <laughs> I, you know, Vic getting in there, I don't know if I if I hate it. He he might have a bad week in the playoffs. So I think there there's more room for that than than some other guys out here. Um, so I I'd like to take down the commish. I'd like to get as many points as I can. I'd like to take all the dubs I can get. Um, but I I'm safe either way. You know, I'm confident going to the playoffs. That's what I'm looking forward to this week. You know, it, it's just more to add to my to my sheet. Yeah, and on the bright side for the rest of the league, you have no reason to. You're fighting for the number two spot, that first round buy, which is also obviously yeah. massively yeah. important. So no reason I, to let no reason to let the commissioner in either and sit your players or anything like that. So that's nice to see. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I originally thought it was the uh, the the first seed, but Vic told me recently that I I still had the chance to get in that. So I was like, well, you know what? We're going all in. That's, that's all right. that matters. That the buy in fantasy playoffs, you can't. It's the most important thing because you can't predict fantasy. So you can predict. You can play the best lineup you can put together with a certain randomness to it. So if you can just get a free week and only have to win one game to get the championship, it's everything. That's what it goes down to. It's a free win. Yep. Gives Lamar one more week to heal. You know, he is coming back. (laughs) So we'll see. You know, we'll see. Well, Weber, it's been a pleasure to have you in the league this year. I'm happy that you did take that that chance and join the league. I know be the beginning, uh, my initial pitch to you, you weren't fully on board, but I, I harped on you a little bit and I got you in. And I'm sure you're happy that you joined the league because, as you can see, it's been a fun one, especially this year. Uh, you weren't here for the OG year, which was last year, but you're still here early on in the in the in the league's uh, history. So. Let's see if you can make some noise uh, the rest of the season and, and the rest of the time that we have this league running. Yep, it was intimidating at first, you know, coming in with uh, with guys that had, had been doing it already. But uh, I'm really glad I joined, and I I look forward to the coming <laughs> years and beating you guys again. Yeah, I bet you you've made most of your money back already from all your high scoring performances. So you're probably sitting at a pretty that that initial investment probably doesn't look as high now, right? Yeah, it's not as bad. I made I made a few bucks back and. Um, Honestly, even if I could just get into the, the championship game, I'd be pumped because then I get a, <laughs> some extra change on the side, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't mind. As long as we can get there, I'd be happy. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, best of luck to you. Best of luck to you this week, especially. Put on a huge performance. Take number one score if you want to. I could uh, I could use that. So, <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you, too, Roberts. Uh, bad luck to you, Vic. Um, Thank you. you know, I'll, I'll, take see, uh, I'll see you Any guys in the playoffs, luck. maybe. One of you. We'll see. Maybe we'll both. See. Maybe both. Maybe ah. both. There is an opportunity. <laughs> There's a chance. We'll There's a chance. All righty, man. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, All right, see you, Webs. Take care. All right. Well, we uh, thanks, Weber, for hopping on here. Hopefully, these next few weeks, we'll probably try to grab some people. Um, so if you guys are available Tuesday nights, and we send you texts. Just it'll take us, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Takes place on Zoom. Um, if you can't do it, obviously, uh, we're no just messing around. So no big deal. Just tell us. Yeah. Then. No worries. Um, Let's move over to this uh, to recap. This is going to be our last week, I think, talking about future outlook, past, you know, draft, things like that. We're going to be strictly in playoff season here pretty quick, mm-hmm. um, you know, with four teams not even in anymore. Let's be fighting, fighting to avoid the toilet bowl. Um, but go looking back to the draft. Let's look at the uh, last week. We went over the best picks of each round. And I think this week is a much more fun segment uh, looking at the worst picks of each round because there's some some stinkers and some and plenty of picks where you're like okay well can you really blame the guy for taking him there um yeah. and we can now for sure <laughs> uh, um but back then i mean i as i was working through i was looking at my draft and i remember i loved my draft 
I was so excited. I left my draft feeling like, oh man, I just, this is exactly what I wanted. And I looked back and I was like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? You and I both, you and I yeah. both. I don't know. Do you remember running downstairs and I was just extremely excited when, <laughs> when Alan didn't take Darren Waller and I was like, oh, this is, this is going to kill it for me right yeah. now. And like yep. the eighth round. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think everybody has a few of those guys, but, you know, Mitch's team, there's a few teams obviously that are, you know, looking great Weber who didn't have too many bad picks, but everybody has a pick that they can look back on and be like, well, that just wasn't Whoa. even close. Wasn't even yeah. close. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, uh, let's start at round one and typically round one doesn't have a ton of bad picks, but there's two that definitely stand out above the rest this, this year. Um, and the one that I, I'm voting for definitely round one winner is none other than Najee Harris, who happens to be on my team, but I did not select him. Nope, you did not. I selected him, and he was definitely the biggest bust of the first round um, for me, This uh, for really just in general, uh, for me especially. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Najee Harris was a big letdown this year. Definitely didn't put up round one numbers, didn't even put up round two or even maybe round three numbers, maybe round three, but um, he just did not live up to his draft pick. Unfortunately, I made that wrong draft pick, but he's no longer on my team, no longer my issue. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. I think he's a different position on my team. He's not, he's not, I'm not expecting him to be RB1. He's a flex spot, which I'll be happy with just the volume that Najee has. But it's a good looking depth back, piece. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Looking back, it is a, oh crap, honorable, definitely an honorable honorable mention in round one jonathan taylor mm-hmm. won one yeah, overall have he's, to mention it he he has picked it up at the end of the season here i haven't been following him closely if he's a top 10 running back the past four or five weeks but i know he's actually been putting up consistent numbers um since before jeff saturday took over since they started running the ball again so um been a rough season so far but he can easily redeem him, redeem himself and carry someone to a championship if uh you know if Marky can pull that off sure. um Round two. Round two was a tough one for me. There's a lot of really good players in round two. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one kind of is a cop-out because it has to do with an injury. Um, but round two also, winner goes to DeAndre Swift, to, at least on my, who I think was the worst traffic around round two, also um, happened to be on your team. Do you, do you think that is the worst <laughs> pick of that round? So when I saw Swift on there, I was like, man, there's no way that DeAndre Swift was the worst pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. And then I went and looked at it. Definitely the worst pick in the second okay. round. I'm glad we're on I, the same I, page. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, Joe Mixon was taken in the second round. Aaron Jones were taken in the second round. Those would probably be the only other two that you're like, all right, what have they actually done? Well, Joe Mixon really turned it on mm-hmm. after the first couple of weeks. He turned it on. Aaron Jones is starting to turn it on after the first few weeks as well. And DeAndre yeah. Swift just had that that injury that really plagued him for a long time, even when he was in the game. After his injury, he still wasn't really getting the touches, things like that. So, yes, the first two round worst picks did both go to my team. I did draft them both. Yeah, and I and I was thinking about those two guys you mentioned in Fournette. I was like, well, they haven't had great years. And I looked, and they're all, like, top 12 running backs. And Swift yeah. is, like, not even the top 25 list. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. No, that is right. Um, moving over to round three, we'll go to a team that's not yours because uh, <laughs> you had a great pick in round three, um, but round three, uh, I have cam makers and I'll grab cam makers. There was a lot of unknown. He was a third and fourth round draft pick. Um, and he basically got almost got cut, got benched like three times um, and just hasn't done anything for any team this season. 
Yeah, um, definitely Cam Akers. I mean, Javante Williams, obviously the injury, you can't yeah. really you can't really put it up there, but yep. uh, Cam Akers has been not what anybody really expected. It was worse than what people expected out of him. People <laughs> yeah. expected a lot out of him. Um, just given that, oh, they're talking him up, saying he's going to be the number one running back, and then first game of the year, he didn't even yeah. – he wasn't even the starting running didn't back. Didn't touch and the then, ball, right? Like three carries mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, and then they gave it to him a little bit. He turned on just a, a tad, and then ever since, it's just been bleh by Cam Baker. So, worst pick from round three definitely goes to Cam Akers. A close second was Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. uh, but Keenan Allen now off injury is doing what Keenan Allen does, which is be a good receiver. He has some value. Some value. Cam Akers has none. So Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so definitely uh, it did get a a better pick there. Um, Round four, I hate to come back to you, um, (laughs) but I can tell you, I I remember someone being very excited about AJ Dillon in round four because if you like your guy, you got to grab him where you like him. And uh, AJ Dillon, probably the worst pick in round four. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, it, it, definitely the worst pick around four. I mean, he had a good work week one. I, I was excited. I was like, I knew it. And I knew I was going to hit on this. I, I wanted, I reached for him in round four because I felt like I had some people in our league that was, were looking at him and he wouldn't have gotten back to me. And I, I had high hopes for AJ Dillon this year, especially with the receiving corps that Green Bay had. I felt like they're going to use him way more than they are. Uh, but Let's go ahead and chalk that up for the third L on my draft board uh, and AJ Dillon in the in round four. Also not on your team anymore, though, so credit to you. That's you, right. I don't know how much value you got back for AJ Dillon. I think it was what, Kareem Hunt? Kareem I don't Hunt. know if he's – is he on your roster still? He is on my roster. Okay. He put up nine points on my bench okay. with, with Deshaun right. Watson coming back. So that's something to take a look into. Hopefully, you know, I can make it past this next week. And if for whatever reason – I need to throw Cream Hunt in there. It looks like he's going to be used with Deshaun Watson back there. So awesome. Moving over to round five. Um, round five was a bad round. Um, a lot of players um, mm-hmm. that I'll run through real quick. So the big ones that stick out to me: D- DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins, um, Dalton Schultz to a certain extent. He you know missed a lot of time with injury. Jerry Judy hasn't done much. Uh, the winner in my mind, though, the upside, the hype the set it and forget it player Kyle Pitts fifth round the value was so great and then he's just been god awful yeah um it's it was just a big letdown uh fifth round Kyle Pitts good pick it's a great pick at that time I commended uh Weber on taking him he just did not end up being what everybody expected him to be which was basically another wide receiver out there for the Falcons and he just was not used he had maybe one or two games where I think I don't even think Weber started him in the games that he did well. So it was just a tough, tough year for Kyle Pitts, tough round all around for everybody. I mean, I took Brandon Cooks in the fifth round. So that's also kind of up there. Another bad pick by me. But Kyle Pitts, I think you have it right here, was the just the around the hype, the possibility of him, his ceiling, all of it, and it being just completely trash this year with Kyle Pitts. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think so. Uh, looking at round six, I actually didn't include this, didn't prepare. I skipped round six on accident. But just looking through real fast, Eli Mitchell got hurt very early on in the season and hasn't done hasn't done much since. Um, Ceh Clyde Edwards-Alaire was great for five six weeks. Now he's not on a roster. 
but not a ton of horrible picks in that round. I mean, those are the two Deontay guys that stand Johnson. out to me. Deontay Johnson yeah. sticks out to me. It's again, it's like it's one of those yeah. names where it's just like, wait, he really didn't have a good year, and yeah, he yeah. didn't. He just didn't have a good year. No, you're right. Um, Especially when you look at the next four guys off the board, wide receiver wise, Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. Amon Ross, St. Brown, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen, skip him, uh, no. Jalen Waddle. Those are the next guys off the board. So that is a big when you put it in that perspective. That's a big time miss. Yeah. Um, round seven is one of the ones that I also had a hard time, uh, hard time putting my finger on. I, I ended up picking Kittle. Uh, it seems kind of like a cop out to pick a tight end again, um, but he uh, hasn't done anything this year, so it sucks. Yeah. It's been a seventh round pick on a tight end that hasn't done much. Um, the yeah. only one that would stick out would be like Adam Thielen or something, but. Um, Alan Lazard is a little early, uh, but but Kittle has been so unreliable. Yeah, it, again, it's he's one of those tight ends where year in year out he's been a, a pretty a, a pretty big stud for you. Um, the seventh round, I didn't even realize he fell to the seventh round. That was a, that's actually it was really good value for George Kittle. Unfortunately, he just didn't have the year that you wanted from. Him. He's a serviceable tight end, but he's just not who you expected it to be. Not the old George Kittle, um, who was a top two, three tight end in the league every year leading up to this year. So I think I'd have to agree with you there. I'm trying to take a look into it. I mean, Kareem Hunt was taken there in the seventh round as well. Um, I think that would probably, yeah, it'd probably be between Kareem Hunt and and George Kittle. Yeah, there's a lot the of seventh round. there's a lot of subpar guys in that round. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few, not a lot, but a few of them. You know, Hawk went that round. Alan Lazard, who was like, he's not a bad player, but he he wasn't worth a seventh round draft pick. Same with Kareem, yeah. he's not a bad player. Same with George Kittle, he's not bad, but he's hurting your team more than he's helping your team. So yeah, yeah. just a uh, round eight, definitely a standout. I will uh, own up to this one, J- Chase Edmonds, um, who just once again, kind of like Cam Akers, was supposed to be the guy, and then wasn't the guy because he didn't play. Yeah, he uh he just didn't fit into the mm-hmm. scheme that Mike McDaniel was hoping for him to fit into. Um he just it didn't work. They ended up using Raheem Mostert more often than not after they realized that it wasn't going to work out. So I think I would have to agree with you here. Um if you would have asked me a few weeks ago it probably would have been Juju Smith Schuster mm-hmm. but then he started to turn it on um as well so i i think i agree with you here um chase edmonds dawson knox again i don't want to punt it to a tight end but um not a good pick especially two picks before dallas goddard went yep but i i don't blame you for that pick but there's a lot of picks i don't blame you that i don't blame people for that just didn't work out so um i don't blame myself for chase edmonds they play they paid him like 10 million dollars a year i thought they were going to use him but they didn't so they did it is what it is all right last Mm -hmm. round because after this it kind of goes to crap because you're just looking at guys that have been dropped and stuff um round nine michael thomas uh sticks out to me a ton um was cool for like a week and then was like oh yeah he's michael thomas and he doesn't want to play football anymore so uh, he's not going to Yep, big letdown, big letdown of Michael Thomas. You know, you're expecting him to come back off of his injury. He hasn't played football in a couple of years. He's been a great, great wide receiver when he did play. And then, again, just kind of a touchdown-dependent guy at the beginning of the year, runs into another injury, and now he's just out for the year. So it's just a waste of a pick in round nine, unfortunately. Yeah, so obviously that draft had a, a large impact on where we are today. Obviously, trades, uh, for instance, the players that we talked about on your team that were garbage and are now on different teams, um, you're in the playoff picture. Some other players that drafted well, 
you know, I would say drafted average, but didn't upgrade are out of the playoff picture. So mm-hmm. um, draft is not everything. It's where it nope. starts. I think you've said it, you know, you don't, you don't win at the draft, but you can certainly lose. 100%. Uh, but you didn't lose, which is, I, you was, might close. Have the worst draft. I, I was close <laughs> to losing because of my yeah. draft. But yeah. at the end of the day, fantasy football is about managing your team. It's not about just drafting the team. It's managing your team, making the correct moves, put yourself in a position of success. And, um, that's what you got to do, you know, next year. And I hope you guys see that, you know, if you feel like your team's not where it's at, don't be scared to trade. Don't be scared to drop players. Don't be scared to, um, you know, drop your fab on a certain player that maybe you have, you know, high hopes for, and, um, it can work out for you. So, yeah, but tough draft. I keep looking at my draft and it, like, I think I mentioned it last week. I, I don't have, one, I have one, two, three, four, five players on my team from the 15 rounds that <laughs> that we drafted. Yeah, so. well, it worked, so that's that's all right. <laughs> all right, let's look at the playoff picture real quick before we look at next week. Um, it has tightened up drastically. It's solidified um, it's between seven teams right now. Look at the top real fast. We talked about Mitch secured number one. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. He could lose this week, right? If he loses, he, he can yeah. lose this week, and Marky wins. He does actually. You're right. I didn't okay. realize that I didn't earlier. Think about it I forgot. Marky, I forgot Marky about Marky got that one. Yeah, I forgot that Marky got that win. I, I was yeah. chalking it up as a loss. Yes, you are correct. If Marky wins, Mitch loses. Marky takes the first place spot. Mitch will take the second place spot unless Weber has a plus eighty point yep. win over whatever Mitch puts up. So most likely either first or second for Mitch. Um, so, man. And then Weber. Is, and then two and close. And then two, three, four are all fighting for that, for that second seed. Cause if, yep. if Nick wins and Weber loses and, and Marky loses, um, Nick's in that two seed. So it's two, three, and four are all fighting for that second buy. I mean, it's a matter of, if Mark will get first or not, but two, three, and four are all still alive for that bye week. So huge, huge yep. weeks for them. Um, for, for you guys to know, CMC, these nuts, Marcus's magnificent team, half PPR Chubb and Dalvin Cook bought me this gun, have all clinched the playoffs. Yep. So um, if you're one of those four teams, congratulations. You are going to be moving on no matter what happens this next week. Um, but for the rest of us, well, really mainly five through seven, it's going to be another story. Yeah, so, so here comes the bloodbath. The bloodbath, we have five, six, and seven. We have Vic, myself, and Nate. We're sitting here. Uh, Vic is seven and six. I am six and seven. Nate is six and seven. Um, Vic is uh, winning, winning. He's in. Easy as that. If he gets yep. the dub, he's in. Um, all I have to do this week is outscore uh, Nate by 32 points. No. Outscore Nate. Yeah. No. By 32 points. No, no, no. He has to outscore me by 32 points. Oh, so I correct. Have to, yep. I have a 32-point buffer Yes. against Nate. So it's not it's not solidified. It's not like it's 50, 60 points. 32 points can absolutely happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It's going it, it, to be fun. It's going to be fun we watching win, this. It, yeah. It's, you, could, you could lose. We could both win and you be out. 
Um, cause none of us are playing each other. None of these matchups are like right next to each other. Um, yep. it actually kind of, it's fun to play the person that you're going up against, but it's even more crazy this way because literally anything can happen from one through six, basically. You're um, going to be looking at all the matchups. You're not yeah. going to be looking at just your matchup this week. Essentially. You're going to be looking at all these matchups to see what's going on. All right. All right. This person's losing. Where am I going to move now? So it's, uh, it's, <laughs> this is it. We're, we're at the last week of fantasy football, the regular season guys. I mean, it's for me, it felt like it's flown by. I know we were crazy just, just the other week. We we're saying, Oh, it's still early on. We're on the last week of the regular season before playoffs. This is where it all comes down to. Is your season going to end? Are you going to keep moving forward? Who knows? Only the fantasy gods can, uh, can give us those answers. So, yeah, I mean, just good luck to everybody. Just, uh, Maybe don't watch it. Sometimes I think it's much easier just to not look at the scores. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Maybe don't look at the scores all day long. Stress yourself out. Just be happy with it. I have a very good feeling that Prater's Taters, I've been amping him up all season, saying he's a great team. He's going to come out and just smack me in the face this week because I it's about time, right? It's going to happen eventually. His team has to go off. Yeah. Um, so that's a possibility because I've been on his, his bandwagon all year and he keeps letting me down. So he'll probably, you know, solidify himself this week. For sure. Um, Women just talking about those teams on the opposite end of the spectrum, the teams who unfortunately you guys won't be able to make the playoffs. Um, uh, Tim Timbo, uh, Chase Bank, and Praters Taters. Um, you three, unfortunately, are have been eliminated from playoff contention. Obviously, we still want to see you guys playing, taking care of your teams. You can be playing um this week especially you can be playing the upset right you're playing to ruin somebody's chances of making the playoffs like you like he just mentioned to you cret cret you're looking at ruining roberts's chances of making the playoffs you know so it's uh it's gonna be an interesting week it should be a fun one um don't forget you know you still have the toilet bowl if you're one of those teams who don't make the playoffs there's a separate consolation bracket that ends up you know, working towards the toilet bowl and whoever those two teams that end up in the toilet bowl are fighting for the chance to uh, wear a dress at the Tigers game. So you're not, you're not fighting for a chance to wear. Well, to, you're I guess you're not, you're fighting lose. a chance to yeah. not, to not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially. So, and then on top of that, this week, you still can get a payout. So don't forget about that. You can still get paid. So please make sure you guys are setting your lineups um, not only this week, but throughout the playoffs as well, because you're still fighting to not have to do the punishment um, either. Moving on to uh, this week's matchups. Uh, the missed this week's, I should say, crucial matchups. Very uh, crucial matchups. Most important week of the year. It is. So let's start yeah. off. Is there any game that doesn't matter this week? No. Um, <laughs> nope. Everybody has a chance to ruin everybody. All right, awesome. So big time, big time matchups all around the board. Let's start off with the. Uh, we'll start off with our teams like usual. Doing lines on Waller Street faces off against half PPR Chubb. Matt Weber is battling for the number two spot. Vic is fighting yes. for his freaking life to get in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. Weber is down. Lamar Jackson. Vic looks uh, pretty full strength. With some possible touch, tough matchups with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Vic, what's the confidence level going in this week? I mean, it is what it is at this point in time. Confidence is there. The team has proved it for about four or five weeks in a row now. 
Um, you know, I am rolling with the Miami running back duo in my flex positions this week. So we'll see how that, how that works out for me. And uh, my boomer bust of Gabe Davis in there as well with no Chris Olave. So at the end of the day, I'm happy to be here and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I am. Uh, Weber's got some big time players, man. Um, and I think quarterback is replaceable points. I'm going to pick Weber to win this week. Um, he has one one question mark in his flex spot because Samaji P. Ryan, I don't think is going to be. I think makes uh, will be back. <laughs> he might be playable against Cleveland, but not going to get the same output that he has been getting from him um, with Terry McLaurin on bye. But I think uh, I think he will do enough to overcome unless Tony Pollard goes up here and just blows up his week. But I have a feeling that it'll be a Zeke Pollard combo instead of just Tony Pollard. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, Weber's got the second most points in the in the league right now. Obviously, if you take a look at his team, you can see why. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, he's got Devontae Smith in there as one of his wide receivers. So uh, it, with Terry McLaurin not being in, I actually I, – I hate to say that I prefer Devontae Smith over Terry McLaurin because now Devontae Smith is probably going to go off <laughs> with me saying that. But I do prefer Devontae Smith over – going against Devontae Smith over going against Terry McLaurin uh, personally. But again, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see uh, what, what he does with his lineup quarterback and question mark flex question mark. Uh, that'd be interesting. It'll be a big, big time decisions on Weber's half because he's also fighting for that two C we've talked about that. It's very important. Mm-hmm. So the bye, the bye week, yep. yeah, the bye week is just massive. Um, all right. Uh, let's move over to my matchup. Harbison method sitting in sixth place right now is taking on Prater's taters um, with a win. I'm not necessarily <laughs> in, I don't control my own destiny. We talked about it earlier. I just have to uh, stay above Marky and points. To, to secure my victory. Um, win or Nate. loss doesn't really matter above to me. Nate. Yep, above Nate. I'm sorry. Win or loss really doesn't matter to me this week, but I would like to win, uh, possibly get the fifth seed. You know, the higher seed is always better. I mean, you definitely want to win. Yep. <laughs> you definitely want to win to give yourself the best chance. Uh, Kret does come back here. It looks like he's going to have a, a close to a full team. Doesn't have his tight end and doesn't have one of his flexes. He's going to throw Darius Slayton in there. Kamara was also the, out. And Kamara's out. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where the flex the flex thing comes yep. in because he puts Singletary to his running back spot. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, obviously he's going to have to make a move at tight end. Doesn't look like he has any currently on his bench at this point in time. Uh, and Cole Komet is on a bye. And then – you look like you have a, a, a full team going this yep. week. Uh, you don't have the luxury of Christian Watson and his touchdowns this week, um, but you're able to replace him easily with Devontae, with Devontae Foreman, who is a, a solid piece. I really like Devontae Foreman against Seattle, who it's always a high-scoring game, usually in their games. So um, I'm going to give this one – I'm going to, I'm going to give this one to you, Roberts. I, I just think your, your players are, again, they have the higher ceilings. Yeah, I mean, Joe Mixon's coming back. Keenan Allen's been on a tear. I just think that Justin Jefferson, that Detroit Minnesota game, that's going to be a fun one to watch. It's going to be a very, very important match for NFL purposes. And obviously fantasy, there's going to be a lot of points coming out of that game. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Tua are not going to have that bad week like they did last week. I, I, I just don't a, see that happening. I so, think that Chargers game is going to have so – I think it's going to be a crazy yeah, game. Yeah, I think. It, I could be wrong, but it, – It's just not going to happen. And then you have Mark Andrews back in the lineup 
again, he's even with his bad outings, he does okay. And now he's going against a Pittsburgh in division game, very important game for both teams as well. I think Mark Andrews is going to be heavily used with Lamar Jackson being out with him and Mark Andrews being the best receiver essentially on that team. So I think you got a lot of good upside this week. That's why I'm going to go ahead and choose you. Your defense may need a little bit of a change. Yeah, but... waivers haven't run yet. <laughs> waivers haven't run yet. <laughs> but other, other than that, I think it'll be a good, hard-fought battle by Krep. But I'm going to have you going ahead and taking the uh, the W against the last-place team in the yeah. league this year. I do expect to win. Like I said, winning does not actually matter for me this week. I'd like to win, but it all comes down to – if you win, it all comes down to points. It don't matter about winning whatsoever. So Correct. Um, yeah. we'll see uh, We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Next matchup, Delvin Cook bought me this gun. Nick sitting in fourth place against Garrett and Tim Team Bo. Um, Nick is fighting for that two spot. Garrett is trying yep. to play spoiler to get Nick that buy. Um, what are we looking like here? It looks like it should be a close matchup. It is going to be a close matchup. Um, I like I like Nick's team more this week. Um, I just think he has a little bit more consistency in the lineup in some places. Latavius Murray's been okay on the way back, but Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, you just don't know what you're going to expect out of him. He did have a better game, especially with Sam Donald being back. So that's an upside. That's something to look forward to possibly. But then you got that boomer bust of Tyler Lockett as well. Um, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and go with the consistent team, the team that's been on a five win streak, the team that I called out halfway through the season saying was going to make a really good run and a really strong run. And I don't think he's lost since then, or maybe he's had one loss since I said that, um, I'm going to stick to my guns here and I'm going to go ahead and, and continue and help Nick continue this, this win trade that he's on. And Nick's going to take the dub this week. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way. I think he's going to have a lot of high end performers. I think his top five guys are going to be great. And I think his bottom, his flexes, his defenses, kicker, tight end are going to fail him this week. Um, and I don't think he's going to get that two seed. I think he's going to be held off on his own accord by not getting the win. Um, and I see Garrett seem to be in a little lower scoring all the way across the board and uh, finding a way to get the W here end of the year, going to the, going to the toilet bowl playoffs on a, a good note. But maybe, could, maybe. All, only thing that scares me is the uh, Adam Thielen matchup against Detroit. He tore up Detroit last time, um, and that could definitely be a difference maker, which would throw my theory out that the top five guys are, aren't going to be enough to carry him if Adam Thielen has a big-time performance. And then you got Travis Kelsey, who's projected for 17 points right now. But <laughs> yeah. they're go- he's going against the, the Denver Broncos, who yeah, the offense is absolutely ass. It just – Let's just let's just say it. They're yep. garbage, but that defense is nothing to mess with. And uh we'll see what happens. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the game. He should get his, but it's not the easiest team to go against. And they're gonna be away at Denver. So we'll see what happens. But I'm like I said, I'm gonna stick with Nick on this one. All right. Next matchup, uh Mitch takes on Allen. CMCD is nuts first Chase Bank. Um, once again, Allen can play spoiler to Mitch getting that number one seed. He, Mitch probably feels like he has it locked up, quite honestly. Um, and he doesn't, but he uh, he should have that buy locked up um, either way. But uh, pick-wise, I'm just going to go with Mitch. He has the better team. I mean, That's all yeah. it comes down to at this point. He just does. Mitch has the better team. He's got the better players. But I know this is definitely a week where if Allen could play spoiler to Mitch, I think that would make Allen's 
season up for him. Not not, not his whole season, but it'll uh, it'll warm Allen's heart a little bit, knowing that he could uh, derail Mitch from being in the first place spot, even though Mitch doesn't really have much to lose. Yeah, it's uh, it's more of a moral victory, I think, for Allen. But unfortunately, Allen, Mitch is probably going to win again this week. Maybe Mitch just rests his players, let the guys get fresh, throws <laughs> Allen a bone, lets him get a dub going into the playoff, going into the uh, the losers' playoffs. Wait, wait, wait! He has no Taysom Hill. I know. I'm He's in a tough spot. It's still hey, not going to do it. It's still not going to do it for you, Allen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, I tried to tra- I tried to trade him Dalton, Dalton Schultz, and he said he didn't need a tight end. So we'll see how that works out for him. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, lastly, here, Marquis' team sitting in second place takes on. Nate, who's fighting for his playoff life, just like me, me and Nate stuck in that battle. We've mentioned it a few times here and Mm -hmm. big, never mind. I was going to say big loss for Nate. He doesn't have his second uh, wide receiver, but he's just not in the lineup yet. DeAndre Hopkins will be be back in the lineup. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins will be back in the lineup, but he did have a big loss this week and Kenneth Walker, probably an ankle sprain or something along those lines. Yeah. It's like an sprain. It's like an injury they haven't seen before. Like they've seen it, but I think that's what they they literally (laughs) said that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which doesn't Um, sound good. No, that doesn't (laughs) sound good. If it's something they haven't seen before you, they said that about, uh, uh, Matt Stafford's elbow before (laughs) the, before the start of the year. And how did that go for him? So, um, but another close matchup, uh, Marky's only going to be missing out on Antonio Gibson. I mean, that's everything. Everybody else is his JT as well. Lineup. Oh, John JT's Taylor. not in. Okay. Yep. 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 Big time. Okay. There. So we'll see what happens. Marky's going to have to make a move there at, at right running back because it doesn't look like he has another running back on nope. his on his bench. Oof. There's some running backs out there right now with injuries that he can plug and play. Um, but this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I think I'm gonna have to go with Marky. I like Marky's flex players more than um where Nate's are at. And I like Ramondre Stevenson a lot. I like obviously Tyreek Hill, who can be in comparison of Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs being the better receiver at eh, actually Tyreek Hill is the number one receiver in the NFL, so I can't really say that. So pretty even matchup there. Mm-hmm. Devo versus George Pickens, you DeAndre. Know, um DeAndre Hopkins, really? Oh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. So I don't know. It's tough. I'm going to have to give it to Marky just based off his flex. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think his flexes are going to put up more points than Jarek McKinnon. Zeke Elliott has turned on. Zeke has a big-time matchup. Big-time matchup this week, too. I don't know. I I obviously – actually, it doesn't matter if he wins or loses. It just matters that he doesn't score points. So I hope his team stinks um, this week. So I'm obviously going to pick Marky just for the my own benefit. Um, but let's just keep it a low-scoring matchup, guys. Let's uh, pack it in, 98-85, something like that. Sounds I think, great to me. I think we can't overlook the TJ Hawkinson revenge game. I think we can't. Can <laughs> I don't like TJ Hawkinson, man. He's so overhyped, man. Oh, I, man. I just don't. Well, We'll see what like happens. It. We'll see what happens, but it'll be a, it'll be it'll be fun to see him playing in, in Detroit. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of love for him in the media. But um, bringing it back to fantasy football, I'm going to have to go with Marky on this one. I, I think it's just a little bit more of a solid team this week than what Nate has. We'll see, you guys. I have no idea what's going to happen this week. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be stressful. Mm-hmm. Wins will become losses very quickly, and. Uh... The witching yeah. hour of the fantasy football season is coming up, huh? Basically, this whole Sunday is going to be a blur. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, strap in, I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Just just strap in. I All feel right, like we should I feel like we should end it there, but obviously we have one more thing to go to. Yeah, let's go ahead and finish this thing off. You guys, it's the last week for the payouts, uh, regular season payouts that we've been doing weekly. And this week, obviously highest scoring team, just like normal, but a little bit different of a position player this week. It's not only just the highest running back or just the highest wide receiver. It's going to be both. So it's going to be a combination of your highest scoring running back and your highest scoring wide receiver. That team will win the money this week. I'll go first with my pick. I think Nick is going to have a good week out of Devontae Adams again, who's just been on fire. And in a high-scoring matchup in Minnesota and Detroit, Delvin Cook's going to have another good game. So I'm going to go with Nick's team and pick Devontae Adams and Delvin Cook as my RB wide receiver combo this week, our highest team, or highest points. And I'm going to go – Go to Weber. Weber's got some good time, good juicy matchups this week. The reason why I had I picked him to uh, beat you this week, and I'm going to pick Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, uh, combined with a uh, Amon Ross St. Brown um, from the Detroit Lions against the Vikings. We talked about that being a high scoring game, and he's also been on fire, just like Devontae has been on fire. So those two guys. If I'm wrong about the players, I still have the backup of having Nick Chubb, also who could also go go off <laughs> and still be right by picking Weber. So Weber's got plenty of options to pair with that Amon Ross St. Brown, who I think is going to have another just just another game that he just has all the time because he's awesome he is awesome he is awesome all right guys well thank you again this was episode 14 of the podcast um you know are we going to be going into playoffs do you still want to do this during the playoffs and things of that nature maybe we can ask the t- the group me or yeah. if you're wanting to do it i'm i'm okay with doing it obviously it'll probably be shorter yeah just nice shorter short episodes recaps. and we can yep. look at the consolation bracket look at our bracket things like that so yeah. we yeah, bring people on things to talk. Yeah, things like that for yeah. sure so we'll keep this thing rolling throughout playoffs as well guys um thank you again so much for having a great season let's go ahead and make this last regular season week a good one and best of luck to all of you yeah absolutely best of luck guys um just set those lineups big time waiver wire tonight. There's a lot of holes to fill Weber. If you're not a coward, start Baker Mayfield and uh, <laughs> you guys have a good one. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk yeah. to you Sunday. We'll probably be yeah. talking Sunday. I'm going to guess with the, with how tense will be, how tight this will be maybe all the way through Monday night. So yeah. have a good week of f- football. Enjoy it while it lasts. Cause some of you guys, right, guys, the season's over after this yep. week. Yep. We'll see you.